morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke, and I'm back. I'm back. I'm back off that was like two two episodes, two weeks I two weeks I missed. Um so I mean I believe you guys deserve some type of explanation for that because it kind of just came out of nowhere. And I apologize that it came out of nowhere. It's not much that I could have done, but um Um I just, you know, a lot of things happened. Um I recently lost somebody that I love and that kind of just I was in no space to get behind this mic. I didn't have anything to say. I'll be honest with you. I didn't have anything to say to you guys. Um, I was in a position where I didn't really want to talk about God a lot at all. Um, but here we are, because through my entire journey, um, I learned that in death, in life, God is still God. God is still great. God still loves us. And I'm back. Um, and I'm still going to serve God. Um, so apologies for um, not being very active past two weeks but we are back ladies and gentlemen um and i love you guys i really do love you guys um it's an honor to get behind this mic each week it's an honor that you guys even listen to me every week um i do not take that for granted um for those who have been encouraging me those who tapped in with me and everything like i really do love you guys and like all of that really helps so um thank you for that um so What I wanted to talk about today, you know, I'm going to get right back into it. Um, There's, you know, God has still been speaking, of course. I want to share with you guys something that God has delivered to me. But as of recent, um, before I get into that, of course, I got to give you guys, you know, the whole announcements that I, you know, I I really should be saying this more every episode. I always forget to tell you guys, but I'm always open to these questions. I'm always open to dialogue. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to hear more from you guys. You can go to www.undashassociated.com slash askchurchboy www.undashassociated.com slash askchurchboy ask me questions give me topic suggestions whatever it is give it to me ladies and gentlemen i want to hear from you guys um so yeah and also um do i have any other announcements god is good that's another announcement um but yeah let's get into episode 69 as i'm recording this i don't know what i'm gonna name this i don't know i'm kind of over the whole poetic poetic titles i'm thinking of just being very generic with the titles but whatever we'll name this something but the thing i wanted to talk about today was jesus christ and how jesus christ dying for our sins didn't only just mean that he died for our sins but it's much more that comes with that ultimately ladies and gentlemen we have to understand that jesus christ dying for our sins allowed us became a gateway for us to have a relationship with god and you have to understand that once you have a relationship with god the possibilities are endless the impossible becomes possible um you have that relationship with god you know your purpose you know your identity and whatnot you have access to these things um and so much comes from that and the thing that i wanted to talk about because this is unassociated right um was the fact that jesus dying for our sins and us accepting jesus christ into our life means that the following cannot define us what is the following things i have one is sin one is failure one is comparison um if you know if you're familiar with our instagram page um we had like this little post Um, That was talking about, you know, exactly this. Another a fourth thing that I talked about was rejection. But I want I think rejection deserves its own whole episode because God has really been ministering to me about that. I don't I don't really I really don't want to squeeze everything into one episode, but um, rejection will have its own episode. So the three things we're going to talk about is sin, failure and comparison. 
like I said, Jesus died for our sins. Um, so he, you know, washed our sins away and we have a relationship with God. And also there's other things that come with that. I'm going to focus on all of these things and how they don't define us because this is unassociated and we like to talk about identity. Why do we like to talk about identity so much? You know, I was actually talking to, um, he's like an uncle really. And he was like, you know, asking me questions about association, about identity and all that different stuff. And as I was talking to him and everything, I was like, did you have like any issues with identity growing up? And he's like, nah, it's not something I really talked about. And I was like, it's interesting. Cause I feel like it's really a generational thing. This generation that has come up on social media or this generation that has come up on seeking so much validation from other people, we have, come to a place where you know we don't know who we are because we've looked into the world to, to to tell us about who we are and we've looked into the wins and losses we've looked into the acceptances the accomplishments and all that to tell us who we are i mean we, it's shared on social media every day every day you wake up you feel like you're not doing enough or you haven't won enough or you're not as big as the next guy it hurts it's hard it's hard to stay on track i'm not gonna lie man this this past you know couple of weeks that I've been off social media is it's definitely been beneficial for my life because it's really shown me like wow like it really has an impact because the infrastructure of social media is literally post things post yourself and wait for wait to get other people's approval post yourself and get this many likes this many people saying I like that that's literally the infrastructure of social media the infrastructure of social media is to try and find value in how many people like whatever you post and although it may sound really innocent in the beginning you have to understand that a it's very toxic and we know it's very toxic so I mean this is kind of a side note I'm not going to go into like a whole social media rant even though I could but, you know, for everybody who may be feeling like that and, and you know, social media, like, like literally analyze yourself. And if social media is really causing you that much stress, that much pain, that much anxiety and so on and so on, it's time for you to start taking it in moderation. That's a pro tip. But let's get back into this. The first thing I'm going to talk about is sin. Because I said, if Jesus, because Jesus died for us and we have accepted Jesus Christ into our life, the following things do not define us. The first thing I'm going to talk about is sin. I'm going to go to Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says this. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. No condemnation for us in Christ Jesus. I mean, you've, you've heard this before. Jesus washed away our sins. What exactly does that mean? That means that when Jesus washed away our sins, sins was the only thing that was separating us from God. But as when Jesus died for us, sin became a non-factor. And because sin is absence, we're able to have this relationship with God. You know, Ephesians chapter one, I'm not going to read it, but it talks about us being holy and without blame, holy and blameless. We are holy and blameless because of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. You have sinned. I have sinned. I sinned today. <laughs> I mean, like I'm sure probably you have in the past 24 hours. So we not we are not righteous by our works. We are not going to heaven because we are good people and good people are not going to heaven, period. That's not that's not it. That's not the idea is that you have to understand you have sinned, which means you have fallen short, which means that you have to do something in order to get, take care of your sin, which means Jesus Christ died for your sin, which means you need to accept Jesus Christ into your life. You need to accept that voucher. It's a voucher <laughs> to transport you to heaven. 
accepting Jesus Christ into your life and understanding that your sin does not define you. It's really important for us to recognize that your sin does not define you because all of us have been in that position where the guilt was just eating away at us. And for some reason, we couldn't get out of bed and we we, we hated ourselves so much. We thought, ourselves, we thought we were just complete trash. We've all done something in life. Um, and even after maybe we've prayed to God and asked for forgiveness or whatever it might be, we've we've written all of our we've we've made right all of our wrongs and all that stuff. We still see ourselves as such terrible people because of the things that we have done. And let me tell you something: without Jesus Christ, you are a terrible person. You're right. Those feelings, they're right. If you don't have Jesus, they're right. You are trash. You are a worm. You are nothing. If you don't have Jesus Christ, how could you be anything? You did those things. You did those things. You did. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Your sin doesn't have to define you anymore. And as you open yourself up more to relationship with God, you start to separate yourself more and more from sin, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it works. You understand that, like the verse I just read, there is no condemnation to them in Jesus Christ, which means that no one can justfully condemn you for the times that you fall short because you have Jesus Christ. You might think that's not fair. Yes, it is not fair. <laughs> it is not fair. It's not fair. If it was fair, we should all be paying for our sins individually, but we are not. And that's thanks to Jesus Christ. And because of that, because of what Jesus Christ did, I don't have to wake up and be like, dang, I sinned again. I'm such a terrible person. Because let me tell you something. Let me back up real quick. There's a difference between guilt and conviction. When we're talking about conviction, it's that it's that feeling like, man, what I did was wrong. I need to make it right. Right. Maybe I need to apologize. Maybe I need to confess to somebody. Maybe I need to confess to God, whatever it might be. That is conviction. And that's good. Right. But guilt takes it a little further. When you found yourself hating yourself so much for what you did to the point where you feel like you cannot be renewed by God and that you cannot carry on to do God's will. That is when you have gone somewhere else you're not on the right track anymore you've gone too far that that spirit is not from god because when i tell you that jesus christ there's power in the blood of jesus that he shed and that power can cleanse anything can wash anything away including your dirty dirty sin so when you have those thoughts of guilt, thinking that I am too dirty to even be with God, I am too dirty to do God's will, whatever it might be, do understand that you are disrespecting the blood of Jesus because you are ignoring, you are disregarding the power of the blood to wash away all things, including your sin. Your sin cannot define you because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why. So next time you sin, of course, ask for forgiveness. That conviction is good. That conviction is good. Ask for forgiveness. Try to make peace with who you need to make peace with. Be just and all that different stuff. But do understand that, hey, you know, that guilt that's trying to keep you from getting back up. Because the Bible says, and I don't actually know where it is. I've read it before, but I forgot where it's at. It says that a righteous man falls seven times. Seven times. A righteous man? But he gets back up. Talk about the story of the prodigal son. He fell. He went away. But he came back. Come back. That's the important part. Come back. Your sin does not define you. Going on to failure. 
Because Jesus Christ died for us and we have accepted Jesus Christ into our life, failure cannot define us. Why is that? I'm going to go to Romans chapter 8. Side note, Romans is a great book. I have... I think I've now discovered that Romans is my favorite book in the Bible. I think it's always been, but I'm now like admitting it that Romans is my favorite book in the Bible thus far. Um, Romans chapter eight, verse 28 and 29. Marie. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose for whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Look what it says there in verse 29. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Just, you know, point out the elephant in the room. Some people use this verse to talk about, oh, predestination, all different stuff. I have my own, uh, you know, beliefs on predestination, like this verse, but I'm not going to go into that. Just focus with me on the part where it says conformed to the image of his son. Verse 28 lets us know that all things work together for your good. But verse 29, I believe, makes it clear that this is talking about the ones who have conformed to the image of Christ. Because once you have conformed to the image of Christ, you have a relationship with God. And once you have a relationship with God, you are being led in the path that he wants you to be led on. And like it even says in verse 28, them who are the called according to his purpose and according to God's purpose. When you're walking in God's purpose, what is failure? Tell me what failure is. Why is it that we fear failure? Because we fear the results. We fear the embarrassment. We fear the being a laughing stock. We fear losing it all, whether it's pride, whether it's our self-image, whether it's the image of ourselves in other people's eyes, um, whether it's actual physical things. But this scripture said that all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. I love God and are called according to his purpose. So then it looks like Failure sting is now taken away because now we're realizing that win or lose, no matter the circumstance, win or lose, it can all work together for our good. And like I say it all the time, it doesn't say that all things are good. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nowhere in the Bible that says that everything is good. That everything is good. It didn't say all things are good. All things that happen to you are good, but everything has the potential to work together for your good because of God. Because of God and it will work together for your good because you are conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. So because we don't fear what can happen, the results of failure, then there is no reason for us to fear failure. There's no reason for us to be anxious about it because we know that, hey, if I'm in God's I'm on the right path, I'm following God's calling, I'm following God's purpose in my life. What is failure? It will work together for my good. And that right there is the victory, is the true victory that we have. Win or lose. Isn't that crazy? It sounds like such a paradox. Win or lose, we have the victory. Let's go to comparison. I'm happy that I didn't put rejects in this episode because now we're like, yeah. Let's go to comparison. Because Jesus Christ died for us and we have accepted him into our life. Comparison. 
does not define us. What do I mean by comparison? That doesn't sound like a really like, like a, that doesn't sound like English. Uh, but I'm saying that you don't have to, because this is something that I've had to battle personally, you know, with my competitive mindset and always comparing myself to other people. You don't have to be better than anybody in order to feel good about who you are. Let me tell you this from somebody with years and years of experience in this realm. You do not have to be better than anybody to feel good about who you are. And if you continue on that road of comparing yourself to other people, whether it makes you feel better or whether it makes you feel less, the entire journey will never end. It is endless and it is pointless and it is vain. Even if you compare yourself to somebody and you look better than them or you feel better than them at this point, there will be another person or there will be something that happens. And the next time you will lose and you will lose and you will lose. And it's a cycle. It's a cycle. Maybe sometimes you feel good about yourself. Other times you will feel most of the time you will feel bad about yourself. For somebody with experience, do not go down that route. It's vain. It's endless and it's pointless. Romans chapter 12 verse 4 and 6. It says, for as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one members one of another having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith and then it goes on to list whether you're ministering minister with faith whatever it might be but the point of these two passages these two verses that I read is that you have to understand that you know meanwhile you are comparing yourself to other people but we have each been given our gift according to the grace of God there's a couple things that that means. That means that what are you what are you bragging about? You've received your gift because of the grace of God. And it also means that as we are if you have different members in one body, you have your fingers, you have your eye, you have your nose, you have your ears, you have your mouth. They serve different purposes. They serve different purposes. Why would an ear compare itself to a mouth? Why would a mouth compare itself to fingers? That makes no sense. And that's why it's endless. That's why it's pointless, because you are trying to compare different things with different jobs to, to each other. You're comparing yourself to other people. When God did not, if God needed there to be two of you, <laughs> like God doesn't need there to be two of you. God created one of you. If you try to be like that person, that means that your spot is now empty. And you will fail at being that person. You want to bet? How good would a finger be at being your eye? Take one of your eyes out and stick your finger in. It it just it just can't serve its purpose. It's just not this. You weren't built for that. And I don't mean to say that in a demeaning way. You literally were not built for that. You have your gifts. Ask God to reveal your gifts to you. Ask God to help you work according to his purpose and according to his plan and his gifts and also recognize and this is kind of something that well it kind of goes into the next passage that i wanted to read we have to recognize that yo it's not about you anyways stop trying to stop thinking that you have to feel good about yourself according to your gifts your gifts are to serve god the whole point in all of this is to serve god and glorify god not you period so relax 
comparison i also like feel like comparison we don't just compare when it comes to gifts and stuff like that but we compare literally with everything so i feel like this verse is more general in first corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 it says for who maketh thee to differ from one another and what hast thou that thou didst not receive now if thou didst receive it why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it and, you know, forgive me if I'm coming off very aggressive right now, but a lot of these passages, a lot of these messages are things that are for me. And I feel like sometimes I want to stick it in my head like, hey, it's time for you to understand this stuff. That passage said that what do you have that you haven't received? And because you've received it, what what type of idiot would you be to now brag about you having it? Everything that you have was given to you. Oh, but I work hard for this. A lot of people work hard. Are you the hardest working person in the entire world? I bet not. I bet. I bet. I bet not. A lot of people work hard in different ways. Everything you have, you have received. Therefore, what are you bragging about? You're not better than anybody. And everybody that everything that everybody else has, they have received. Period. So why would you think that they're better than you? And why in the first place are you relying your worth on, you know, how you measure up to somebody else? Why in the world are you looking at what they have? Why in the world have you conformed to this idea that you must have this, this and this? Where is this measure coming from? Who gave you this measuring stick to say that this person is better than this person? Where'd you get that from? Because if it isn't from God... And that means that you made it up or it's been taught to you. And you think that certain things are better based on man's wisdom, man's logic. And if you want to operate in this world based on man wisdom and man logic, there's only one place that that sends you death. Ladies and gentlemen, comparison, sin, failure. These are things that do no that no longer have to define us because of him, because of Jesus Christ. When he died for us, he freed us. And those that are free are free indeed. Those who the son set free are free indeed. Um, I pray that, you know, we're going to cover rejection next episode. But I pray that, you know, these these things register with you. Because, you know, I can tell you all these different things, but you also have to accept it as a truth and believe it. It is the word of God. I gave you passages for each one. Everything that I said, I backed it up with a passage. That means it's the word of God and that means it's the truth. But the thing is, sometimes it looks like the truth isn't true when we go about and walk in the earth. I could tell you all these things that don't define you, but the next thing that you fail at, you, you'll start, you know, hurting yourself about it. Or the next time you sin, you'll be thinking that you're too dirty to come back to God. Or the next time you see somebody that, you know, in your head you think is better than you, you start to compare yourself and start to put yourself down. You have to choose this. It all comes down to you choosing the truth or choosing the lies. There's not going to be, oh, well, I'm just going to start to see everything line up in my life and all the truth is going to be evident in everything that I do. It's going to be sometimes where the truth is nowhere to be physically seen. That is why we walk by faith and not by sight. The just 
walk by faith and not by sight. The righteous walk by faith and not by sight. So, ladies and gentlemen, take what I said today and apply it to your life. And when I say apply it to your life, when you wake up in the morning, you have to make the choice of accepting the truth that these things do not define me because God said they do not define me. And God is the one that has defined me, that has created me, that's given me identity and worth. He's given me worth. Jesus Christ died for me. He set the price. He set the market value. I love you guys. <laughs> let me let me let me get out. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this message. And I pray that it really just you you bless everybody that's hearing this, Father God, to accept it as a truth because it is a truth, period. Even when they don't acknowledge it, it's still gonna be the truth. God, and I pray, Lord, that everybody that needs to hear this will hear this in the mighty name of Jesus. God, help us to go out in the week, Father God, and have the victory. God, help us to go out in the week and have freedom. God, help us to go out in the week and walk according to the spirit and not the flesh. Walk by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. The devil is a liar. Walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Father, for this word. It's even blessed myself in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. You guys have an amazing week. Peace.